Hey, this is Laura. And Steven. And this is our podcast, Midday Musings, where we take our lunch break to talk about the things that are on our mind. Today, we're reviewing the 2024 Mean Girls musical, written by Tina Fey, starring Renee Rapp, Angry Rice, and Moana from Moana. We really enjoyed it, and we hope you will too. So let's get into it. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Laura. How are you on this day? I am doing amazing. Yeah. Amazing. No, yes. you sound amazing. Do Almost I? human, in fact. I, do I not sound human most days? Do I sound a little more like this most days? No, just now. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> and how are things in your neck of the woods? What's going on? What's happening? Dude, I feel amazing because I am not in the path of a polar vortex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Like, nice. it, it's been 20-something degrees mm. the last couple of days, but you know what it hasn't been? Mm. Negative 20-something yeah. degrees. Yeah. And to quote last five years, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's not a problem. It's a challenge. Yeah. And 20 degrees I can deal with. Negative 20? No. No. No, 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 no. There are people out there in Colorado. God bless their souls. They are struggling today to stay alive. Mm -hmm. Send your love out for the people in Colorado because they are they are experiencing a polar vortex and like negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. Chilly. They, they need all the human resilience they can mm -hmm. muster. Yeah. Dude, just... Watch. Okay, so we have a couple of friends in Colorado, and on social media, they will share things about their day. Among the things is a dog owner who has to take their dog dogs, plural, on mm -hmm. walks. Multiple dogs. In negative 20, 23 degree weather? Negative 23 degree weather. That's just, that's insane. No one should have to be outside in that kind of weather. No one. No one. Mm -mm. You know, I actually haven't seen a story from her since then. Oh, no. I, I don't know okay. if she made it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep her in our thoughts and prayers. Yes. Oh, no. Oh. Anyway, but that said, I am very glad that it is not that chilly here. It's not. It's even not chilly enough to go out to the movies to, to catch up on movies and whatnot because you can go inside. Oh, yeah. This is a perfect mm -hmm. temperature for movie going and mall going. Yeah. One might even say it gets hot in the movie theaters. It does get hot in the movie theaters. Have you seen any movies recently that you're that you are interested in talking about? Why, is yes, there is one hot property. Ooh, one hot property. Is it some like it hot? Oh no. Um, <laughs> it is the new Mean Girls, based off of the Mean Girls musical, releasing exactly 20 years from the original Mean Girls film. I gotta say. I love Mean Girls, and I love both the original movie and the original Broadway production. Though I haven't seen the Broadway production, I've listened to all of the songs from the Broadway production because they are fire. They are amazing. Oh, I thought for some reason that we had seen the filmed version of the Broadway show. I mean, I, I haven't. Maybe you have. It's possible that I have, and you just weren't there. It's phenomenal. It is the combined efforts of Jeff Richmond and Tina Fey, Tina Fey is married to Jeff Richmond. He is a music producer. He did all of the music for 30 Rock and all of the music for Mean Girls, the musical. The book was done by Tina Fey. So it's her extremely clever use of words yeah. and his really playful musical styling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So playful. I mean, he's also the one that did all of the ridiculous songs from 30 Rock. Like, if you've ever seen 30 Rock, the Muffin Top song... He did that. He also did all of the versions of it that you you don't you may not realize it, but you can actually hear in the background as Jenna is plotting to do things. You'll hear like a a dramatic tuba version of that song, and 
He's just, he's a musical genius. I love oh, him. Oh, yeah. And if you don't remember Muffin Top, you might remember Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't remember Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, have you even seen 30 Rock? Probably not. Anyway, point being, this modern rendition of Mean Girls in 2024 combines a lot of the original movie and actually the songs from the Mean Girls musical back into one property released just this year. And I think they did a fantastic job of it. They obviously had to recast the actors because it's been 20 years it's going to be a little bit challenging for someone who is now 40 or 50 to play a 20 year old but uh, a few standouts are as follows well i would like to talk about the new regina george let's talk about that okay the new regina george played by renee rapp incredible very different than the original regina george but i'm i'm an independent fan of renee rapp so last year i discovered her on spotify with her release everything to everyone incredible album like almost no skips i'm a big fan particularly of the song colorado so when i found out that she was in a production of mean girls i was like oh she's broadway girl too and then she was in the film so she's She's being introduced to like the larger culture. So I can now talk about Renee Rapp without people looking strangely at me. <laughs> this is incredible. This is a gift. Okay, so everything about the Mean Girls, the current Mean Girls film is updated. Like it is 2020s AF. I feel like Mean Girls, the original, is an excellent time capsule for 2004, like Bush era American culture. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very conventionally attractive, skinny, white. And that's that was 2004. Yeah. We were three years out of 9-11. We had just started the Iraq war and it was weirdly white everywhere mm-hmm. in the culture. Not so in the current Mean Girls. It is bright, it is bubbly, it is ethnic diversity, it's a diversity of body types. It is an objective milestone for all of the social progress we have made in the last 20 years. Oh, absolutely. And it is, oh, it is firing on all cylinders in terms of its casting. Let's talk about that. Janice, instead of being played by... Okay, so Janice was originally played by an extremely talented actress... You love her. I love her. I'm not going to tell you the name because I'd have to look it up. But now Janice is played by Ali'i Cravalho, which is a hard name for me to pronounce because I've only heard it spoken a couple of times. But you will know her as Moana from Moana. Yeah. So Moana is Janice and those pipes. Oh my God, those pipes. (laughs) Yeah, she really, really, really brought it. I'm a big fan, as I mentioned, of the musical, and I don't want to compare too much to the past stuff, but I swear it was Barrett Wilbur Weed, Janice from the Mean Girls musical, yes. just in this person's body. And I thought to myself, I know what she looks like, I think, but did she just not age 20 years and then change her appearance? Because it sounds, Auli'i Cravalho sounds just like Barrett Wilbur Weed from the, the musical, and she's fantastic. Honestly, I think she's like the best. She's the best character in this movie. Oh, yeah. She is an incredible character, followed closely by Renee Rapp and Avantika playing Karen. Mm. Oh, Oh. my (laughs) goodness. I love the new Karen. I love Karen. I love everything about her. Of course, she was incredible in the first film because like Amanda Siegfried's incredible. And also, I think that that type of character is by its nature pretty lovable. The Fool is a famously popular character type oh yeah karen is frequently my favorite character on screen she's she always has been oh yeah 
just enthusiasm and not a single thought in her head. (laughs) Is it worth mentioning to our listeners what Mean Girls is about? I assume people come here and they already know what Mean Girls is, right? Like, do we need to even go into a synopsis? I don't know. Do you want to give a synopsis? Uh, You know, I'll do a brief synopsis. Okay, so Mean Girls, in case you've been living under, under a rock for the last 20 years, Mean Girls is a story set in high school where a new girl, Katie Heron, comes from Kenya. She's been living there her entire life until 16-ish and comes back to the U.S. and falls in, honestly, with a bad crowd. She falls in with these mean girls who run the school and they are terrible. Honestly, they're like little lions in this school. The plastics. They are the plastics known by the entire school, known, feared, admired, and respected by the entire school. Katie Heron comes from Kenya, falls in with this bad crowd, but also falls in with the nicer crowd, falls in with Janice and falls in with Damien. Mm. As we mentioned before, Janice played by Auli'i Cravalho, who is amazing. Uh, and she she has these friends that she's working with, and she kind of ends up trying to spy on the Mean Girls, the the plastics, to try to get dirt back to to Janice and Damien, so they can they can take them down, or at least so they can they can make fun of them because it's high school. Everyone's trying to make fun of everyone. Anyway, the point is she falls in with these two different groups. Hijinks ensue. Eventually, just a whole bunch of chaos breaks out. Uh, there's a burn book where the Mean Girls have put down everyone's name, like in the entire school, written terrible things about them. And there's just a ton of drama around that book being revealed later on and everyone just losing their freaking mind They're like a riot in the school. Uh, it's a fantastic romp. I don't want to give away a lot of it to you, but it deals with issues of feminism. It deals with girls attacking other girls behind their backs and how that's not cool. And also how... Forgive me if I'm overspeaking here, but also how like women are often expected to share versus fight. Women should be able to fight, say whatever they need to, and then have that argument, that conflict, and then get over it. So I'm a huge fan of it. I hope I didn't over explain it, but I think it's really important because it brings up a lot of good themes and it brings up a very updated version of this concept of of feminism and just a really fun story, really fun story, delightful songs. The most intelligent assessment of Mean Girls that I've seen is comparing Mean Girls, the story to over, to a revolution against a dictatorship, Mm. a dictatorial regime in the form of Regina and the Plastics and Janice being the revolutionary leader who instigates the regime change. Oh, interesting. Um, And I think that's the best uh, assessment of what we're looking at. And it was even more explicitly stated in the 2004 film because it's like, and how do you get rid of a dictator? You take away their resources mm-hmm. and like cross it off, cross it off, cross it off. It is about growing up in high school and the social politics of being a woman. And it is about dictatorship in a closed society, the high school. And at least this one, it is about musical numbers and interesting uses of film technique since a lot of the screen uses social media as a language to communicate the Mm storyline the music has a semi-diegetic quality in that small internet videos are being circulated virally around this and music is an inherent part of social media culture It's fun to watch. It is extremely of its time. It is colorful. Mm -hmm. It has some fourth wall breaking, which I think is sort of characteristic of everything Tina Fey does. The most advanced form of comedy is complete subversion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And diegetic is 
within the film. So like sometimes musical numbers are separate from the action. Oh, but the I see, people I see. in the film acknowledge that the musical numbers have happened, making it diegetic. That was fun. I remember when they mentioned that uh, when one of the the girls who was apologizing, she mentioned, you know, and it's fine that so and so was dragging in this particular musical number in the second act. And people are going, wait, what are they talking about? And Tina Fey goes, don't worry about it. But it's actually something that happened <laughs> in the movie itself. It's a pretty nuanced story. I, I'm a big fan of all the people that were in it. Fantastic update of the characters. As you were mentioning, Avantika as Karen. Mm -hmm. She is amazing and incredibly talented. It sounds oh, she's like, a gift. It sounds like she's been doing a ton of work already at a very young age of 20-ish. Like she's been mm -hmm. producing a ton of stuff. And she has a gift, you know? She's just a little bright light. Wandering right. around, having fun. And I love Renee Rapp so much. And I love her as Regina because I think she represents real popularity, mm. which is not necessarily conforming to model-like beauty standards. It's about strength of personality, mm -hmm. yeah. even though she's gorgeous. Like she's an appealing little lion snake who wanders around yeah. and just owns her environments. I love it. I'm a fan independently. And I love this version of Regina. Yeah. And... And Renee Rapp, who plays Regina, who is the head of the plastics, yes. who's the, the lioness in this particular analogy, really does do a fantastic job. She, got, she has charisma coming out of her ears. It is clear she's been doing music and performing for a long time. She is confident. She's great at singing. She kind of has a smoldering look that she brings into it. And Karen does a fantastic... Avantika as Karen does a fantastic job. She's another one of the, the plastics, as those of you who've seen it are aware of. And just does a fantastic job of being that sort of silly, honestly innocent, you know, within mm -hmm. the context of this school, <laughs> within the concept of the plastic. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. The one we haven't talked about is actually Bebe Wood. I find I find she's an interesting one because she Bebe Wood, mm -hmm. who played Gretchen Wieners in this, mm -hmm. was actually cast alongside Tina Fey in 30 Rock some 20 years ago. She was in an, she played a little girl in an episode. She played Cat, who Tina Fey as Liz Lemon runs into in an episode of 30 Rock really connects with this girl in the show. And it's, it's a, it's a fun episode, but Tina Fey, when she picked baby wood to play Gretchen Wiener, she had no idea that this was the same little girl who she picked 20 years ago. So it was kind of some fun flavor to it. She picked her twice without even knowing anything about her. I thought she was pretty good too, honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't know if her future lies in being a Hallmark classic but <laughs> like, like the other Gretchen Lacey Wieners. Chabert is the other Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> right. The, the girl who played Gretchen Wieners in the first Mean Girls, as we mentioned in previous podcasts, was Lacey Chabert, who now is like a Hallmark it girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Check out our Christmas movies podcast. We, we go deep into, <laughs> into Christmas in Rome. Right. Which stars Lacey Chabert. Tina Fey is also still in this Mean Girls playing Miss Norberry, as is Tim Meadows playing Principal Mr. Duvall. Oh, they were great. They were great together, weren't I they? I love the continuity there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because they have a relationship in this movie, mm -hmm. and it's obviously not central to the plot because it more centers around the, the teenage girls and the, the boys, but it is just kind of sweet seeing how they support each other in the midst of all of this chaos because there is a legitimate crisis happening in their school, and they're like, look, I need you to help me out, and they're like, all right, fine, I got you. But yeah, seeing John Hamm in there was great. Oh, mm -hmm. and also a cameo from Lindsay Lohan, one of the yeah. original Mean Girls, the original Katie Heron. The original Katie Heron. Yeah, she comes in as a judge for the mathletes. Mm-hmm. 
I think she's also finding a second life on Hallmark Classics. She is, you know? We saw or, No, she was, yeah, she was in a Netflix Christmas movie. Yeah, but it was like Hallmark Classic adjacent, you yeah. know, like the Netflix style of Christmas movie. And she was good. I enjoyed it. So many fun characters from the original still played by the same people or callbacks to the original one. And I cannot stress how much the music is just beautiful. It is wonderful. If you've never heard, if you've seen the original Mean Girls and have not heard the music from Mean Girls the Musical, you got to pay this a listen because it really weaves the movie and the musical side in a beautiful way, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. We also haven't talked about Jaquel Spivey who plays Damien. Oh my gosh. Um, but Jaquel and Ali, such a power duo. Um, They open and close the show. They have incredible chemistry. It's such great fun to watch them. Moana's voice. It's something. Is so powerful (laughs) and so movingly good. Yeah. Janice and Damien who Mm -hmm. play basically the narrators for this Mm -hmm. and also play Katie Heron's friends in this who instigate the plastic storyline. Jekyll is bringing so much charisma and so Mm -hmm. much spice to his role, but also so much sweetness you can oh, tell yeah. he just wants to be loved, but also he's got so much so much character and so much pizzazz, you know. I mm-hmm. love to see him do his thing. Yeah. This is also so much more colorful than the original Mean Girls. Yeah. Which I do think is is characteristic of Gen Z. Like it feels extremely Gen Z. And the differences are clear as a millennial. And I love every last difference. Right. Like a lot of the musical numbers are just done out in pastels. There's confetti everywhere. There's dynamic choreography. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all so very much and so influenced by social media. What I like about it specifically is that all of the anti-bullying stuff that we put into effect for the last 20 years has effectively produced a less socially intolerant class of teenagers so like you don't make fun of people for being gay Mm -hmm. or being overweight or being a non-white race you're that is fully unallowed Mm -hmm. fantastic but don't worry children will find other ways to be cruel to each other oh yeah some really specific call outs about one particular part of people's face or their body and i'm like holy cow that is incredibly cruel like that is both creative and just toxically cruel, like very good job, but also you need to go to counseling because like no one should say that to someone else. Oh yeah, that's that's what I hear from my yeah. friends who who teach. They'll they'll be like, oh yeah, the kids are really really woke, but they are absolute scorpions. Yeah, I like, think oof. one of the insults that was in the burn book was so and so has hairy nips, hairy nipples. I was like, oh wow, that is. That is weirdly specific and just cutting for a teenage girl to hear being said about herself. Oh, and speaking of being influenced by social media, Kevin G, played by Mahi Alam. Oh, yeah. Kevin G is the head of the mathletes. And Mm -hmm. this kid, the second I saw him, I think you agreed, this kid is going places. Oh, yeah. Like within the context of the movie, in the movie world, because he is both smart, he is charismatic, he knows people, he's influential, and he's got got style. He's He's got dance moves. He's confident. He is unstoppably Mm -hmm. confident. Yeah, it it's actually funny because I, I feel like Regina George is unstoppably confident too. And he is like a reverse Regina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But with math. But with math, yeah. He heads the mathletes, which is a position of power within his world. But he is not destructive. He doesn't do dictatorial behaviors. He's like, come join the mathletes. 
we'll get more funding if a girl is there. Right. And as we know in real life, having gone through high school and gotten out of it, the people who actually do succeed big are the people who know a technical skill. I mean, there are many ways to succeed, but people who know technical skills mm -hmm. often do really well. And if you have people skills and charisma and confidence... I wouldn't be surprised to see Kevin G like post Mean Girls, this character, if he went and started a startup. Oh yeah, this kid is an entrepreneur for sure. And just blew it out of the water. Like yeah. he's, he's got entrepreneur vibes all over the place and social media like star all over the place too. So that's a perfect combination. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure we gave a shout out to Kevin G because he only shows up a couple times and he's frequently insulted by Regina when he shows up. But he is like a like an inverse version of Regina where he's very confident. He's popular within his particular group, mm -hmm. but he's not toxic. He's just chill. He's just he can say some things that are a little, uh, that the teachers don't enjoy, but they're mm -hmm. mostly just like male bravado kind of things and not like hurting other people. Oh yeah. Yeah. He has an inappropriate talent show oh, yeah. showing. Oh yeah. Cause they're like, no, that's not, that's not PG. You calm down. Yeah. Like Kevin G stop, stop gyrating. Stop it, please. <laughs> yeah. But that is, I think also the inverse of Regina, right? Cause she has an arguably inappropriate talent show. Oh, talent show she totally performance. does yeah because like it's it's terribly sexual but they don't call her out for it which is interesting it is it is but they call out kevin g for doing some hip gyrating in his not for hip gyrating it's for the language he uses oh. and perhaps because the plastics are using a recorded song that's right that's right he does he does say some pretty inappropriate yeah but they're stuff. still like selling sexuality yeah oh. anyway I, I'm obsessed with Renee Rapp as Regina George, and I am obsessed with Moana as Janice. Mm. I will definitely be seeing this again, and the soundtrack is completely worth your time listening yeah. to. Yeah, I totally agree. Renee Rapp and Auli Cravalho in, Cravalho in this particular one mm -hmm. who played Regina and Janice, they really... Every time they're on screen, they just lit it up. They just, it was explosions, fireworks every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not an Oppenheimer film, obviously. No. It is not for Oscar bait. It is for pure cleverness and pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And it really accomplished that. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that only because the reviews have been like medium. And I think it deserves a far above medium review. I feel like reviewers don't know what movies are for. <laughs> they judge them by what they want them to be. And that's that's rude. Like, that's like judging an orange on being an apple. That's mm. not appropriate. They're not even the same color. You know who I think doesn't review movies as much as others? Kids. I don't think the people who are online reviewing movies are kids. You know? Fair enough. And I saw a ton of teenage girls running in and out of that theater that just had a blast. They were like, this oh, yeah. is amazing. This is... Just wait, wait until, uh, wait until the Gen Z review gets out about it. I feel like they're really gonna have positive things to say about it. Yes, the youths. Yeah, but like a forty-year-old something, forty, fifty-year-old adult who's maybe never seen Mean Girls and doesn't doesn't appreciate musicals may not enjoy it. But that's okay. That's it's not for you. It might be for your daughter though. It might be for yeah. your son. Hollywood has a weird thing against musicals lately. And by lately, I mean in the 21st century, because they used to be insanely popular mm. in the 20th century. And like, they got people through the depression. Yeah. This year, we've had a number of really great musicals. I think Wonka's incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, mean Girls is absolutely incredible. And Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, even though it's not considered a musical, has enough music in it to be considered a musical. I mean, I would consider it a musical. It has like five to eight songs. Yeah, if Blues Brothers is a musical, then Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a musical. Blues Brothers is definitely musical. Yes. Qualifying Songbirds and Snakes for it. And we still have to talk about that. 
Oh, but I, it's so close to my heart. I know, I know. We don't have to. We don't have to. But I think our listeners may appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe. Listeners, you tell us. Yeah, do you want a Hunger mm-hmm. Games review? It do will you... be sopping with love of things. Like, an inappropriate amount of love of things. Yeah. Do you want a Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes review? Do you want a review of, of Wonka, the new Timothy Chalamet movie? Had a lot of fun watching both of those, so would be oh, happy yeah, to talk yeah. about anything. If you have a kid, you absolutely need to see Wonka. Oh, yeah. Watching Wonka made me wish I was a child again, because it's exactly what you want to feed like oh, a 6 to 12 year old brain so to make whimsical. them really, really dig into reality. Yeah, it's so whimsical and magical. Yeah. And that one is absolutely a musical too. Oh, totally, totally. Anyway, so folks, lots of good musicals came out. I think we may be at the end of our time today, but uh, hope you enjoyed this. Mean Girls, again, fantastic movie. Go see it. Go see it. Give it a good review. It definitely deserves it. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Catch you on the next lunch break. Bye. Bye. This has been Steven. And Laura. Thanks for tuning into Midday Musings, the podcast where we talk about all the things on our mind. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and jump into the conversation in our polls and Q&As. We would love to hear from you. Catch you next lunch break.